and welcome to Soul Talk with Rabbi David Aaron and Leora Mandel. Rabbi, there's so many times in life that we face challenges. We face difficulties. Life isn't always feelingly wonderful. There's many blessings in life. But one of the things that I realized when life can be challenging is that so often the perspective that we have when we're facing those challenges can make the biggest difference of whether or not I feel like this difficult time I'm going through is crushing me or somehow we also know there's a possibility for difficult times to build us. So specifically as a rabbi, I'm sure you have a lot of people that will come to you when they're going through challenging and difficult times. What are some perspectives that we can take with us when we're going through a difficult time period that can help us have the right perspective that will be more one where that hardship actually builds us uh, instead of crushes us? Yes, yes, very, very important. Uh, I once heard uh, uh, an educator say that we'd be better off speaking to ourselves more than listening to ourselves. Because when we listen to ourselves, we get this chatter and often it can be a very negative chatter. If we take the mic, so to speak, and uh, actively and intentionally decide what we're gonna say to ourselves. Because, Because pain is generally not a choice, but suffering is always a choice. Because the pain is something physical, but the suffering is something that we choose to cause ourselves because of what we're saying about the pain. And, and that's really the bottom line. It's like, what am I saying to myself about the pain that I'm going through, the challenges I'm going through? If a person says to themselves, this is an opportunity, uh, this is somehow going to be uh, a, 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 a chance for me to grow so then their chances of them really finding that opportunity is uh so much more and uh it's it's really what you know i believe that our life is not a life of make-believe but a life that's made of belief Mm. what we believe is kind of what we receive and so if a person is going through a, a a very painful time in their life they have to realize that what they say to themselves is their ultimate choice. And if they say, you know, uh, that this is, I mean, I've brought this up before, but it's inappropriate here. Um, You know, I have a friend who's had a very difficult life, very, very, very difficult life. And I said to him, look, these are your choices. You could either choose to believe that there's no value to anything that's happening there's no meaning to anything that's happening in your life this is all one big accident it's going nowhere and it's coming from nowhere and but when you think that thought how does it make you feel and he said well it makes me feel miserable I said okay well you could believe that there's a god and that he uh has uh, created the world but uh, got tired of it and abandoned it and so you're really on a on an airplane that has no pilot and all your problems are really random uh, when you when when you think that thought how do you feel and he said oh my gosh i feel devastated all right well you could you could choose to believe that there's a god and he hates your guts he loves to torture you and this is his form of entertainment uh when you think that thought how does that make you feel he says oh my gosh that that that, that would make me feel that that makes me feel absolutely depressed and despaired that all you could think, you could choose to believe that there's a God, that he runs the world, there's divine design that everything that's happening, and that someday, sometime, 
eventually you'll understand that there was tremendous meaning behind all this madness and it was all good and all in your best interest. When you think that thought, how does that make you feel? And he said, well, at least it gives me hope. Mm. I said, okay, I, I haven't proved anything. I'm just demonstrating that our ultimate choice is what we choose to believe in the commentary that we're giving what's happening to ourselves. So then ultimately the suffering that we experience from a challenging experience is coming from the way we're thinking about the experience that we're going through. Yes. I mean, there's pain, there's genuine objective pain, but what, what are you saying to yourself about that pain? What do you believe about that pain? That, you believe that somehow there's gain in that pain or somehow that pain is just meaningless and just a reckless pain. I mean, the truth is when it feels like there's no purpose to a pain, that is the hardest pain to go through. And when there's a sense of purpose, I I guess I'm thinking of childbirth where you know that all of the pain of childbirth and labor is to produce and bring about this child I wouldn't mind if there was less pain involved, but but at least there's a sense of a tremendous purpose of this is going somewhere. But there's other types of pain where it feels like I have no idea why I'm going through this. This seems, right. by my estimation, totally unnecessary. And you're right. That's the greatest pain. Well, this is I've shared before, you know, when my wife was giving birth to our first child and we did all the all the preparation. We went to Lamaze and I'm going to help my wife, you know, go through all this. And when we finally got into the birthing room, I started hyperventilating, trying to get her to breathe. <laughs> and uh, eventually I, I asked for an epidural for myself. I mean, I was really beside myself. My wife was in excruciating pain and in the middle of a contraction. She comes out of it and she looks at me and she says, with such calm, please, could you calm down? <laughs> and, I, and then she, she went into this incredibly painful contraction and then she came out of it and she said, I might be in excruciating pain, but I'm not suffering. And then she went into another contraction and she came out of that with calm. And she said, she said, you know, suffering is when you are experiencing pain without purpose. This is the most purposeful pain that I could ever dream to have. And I learned from my wife at that moment that pain without purpose is suffering. Pain with purpose is power. Wow. So this already gives a lot of clarity because I think anyone who feels that they're suffering in their pain, it's the first step is to examine how am I thinking about what I'm going through and it's the way I'm thinking about it that's creating the ex- the excess suffering. But and even can once I, I give, and, and yes. can I give that pain some purpose? Like, mm. So that's I my next question. How do I do that? How do I do that next step? I at least recognize that part of my su- my suffering is from feeling that there's no purpose, but then I don't always know where to go from there. That's already one big step. Well, you know what, if, if, you, if you take that pain and try and use the pain to encourage you to make a call to someone that you know is in pain, like it takes one to know one. I know what it means to be in pain. There must be someone that I know that's in pain right now that I could just call them and share a kind word and an encouraging, you know, an, an, an encouraging word. And even if, if I just just did that, if I could say that my pain triggered an act of kindness, already I've given it some purpose. Mm. That's a powerful place to start because I think anyone going through something, but that's one of the challenges actually, as I'm thinking about it, when we're going through pain, oftentimes we turn so inward and what you're saying can help a person is to turn some of the pain outwards to thinking about someone else going through their own experience. 
That's right. You know, as I as as I just said, it, it takes one to know one. And you, uh, if you say, "Wow, I I I really know what it means to be in pain," and I know how lonely I feel in my pain because nobody nobody feels my pain. Even my 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 closest, you know, my my most beloved spouse doesn't feel my pain. They feel their pain, and I'm sure they're going through pain, watching me in pain, but they're not feeling my pain. And so, so, so I realized that there's other people that are also feeling that loneliness of their pain. And even though I can't feel their pain and I can't genuinely say, I know how you feel because how could anybody know how I feel? Everybody feels very differently, but at least to just reach out and, you know, and, and say how you're doing, what's going on. And, and not that we have solutions, but, Many, many times we're not looking for solutions. We're looking for our compassion. Mm. You know, it's so interesting because I think so often in life, sometimes it sounds, I'm sure for a person who's in a state where they're in a challenge or pain, they just want to turn inwards. But the best way to help themselves out of the pain is to go outwards and try to help someone else. It, it just is interesting that sometimes it may be challenge. The challenging route is actually the most helpful route in the big picture for even me to feel better. Absolutely. Absolutely. Within my pain. So it sounds like there's like almost a two-step process is one, get an awareness of my thinking about the painful, challenging situation I'm going through, and then find some way to create some sort of an action, like calling somebody else as an action, doing something outside of myself to help somebody else within the state of the challenge that I'm going through. Yeah. Look, I know somebody who's, who is, is really incredibly challenged with loneliness. So they're constantly reading articles and watching things on YouTube about loneliness and they send it to people. They send links to these articles in these, in these clips. And that, and so they're giving their loneliness meaning and purpose by sharing their journey to struggle with loneliness to other people that are struggling with loneliness. Hmm. You know, when you're talking about giving the pain purpose and it almost becomes a mission that a person like sometimes there's missions in life. We think we're choosing and we are, and then there's challenging situations we go through that we may not have chosen, but then the way we respond to them can turn into a new mission in life. Well, you know, very often that's how people find their mission. You know, when I ask people, you know, what is your dream? What would you like to do in the world? Uh, very often we want to help fix what's broken in our lives in the lives of others, because sometimes we can't fix what's broken in our lives. It's like a, you know, like a brain surgeon can't do, even if he's the number one brain surgeon in the world, he can't perform surgery on himself. So he might have a tumor, but mm. he can't do anything for himself, but he can save the lives of others. And he's hopefully going to find someone that can save his life. And so when a person looks at what they're struggling with, uh, I think that's a, a good indication that there lies your calling, precisely where you're in the, at, in the most in the most pained place is where God is calling you to help others with. Wow, that's a totally life changing perspective, because I think so often when we're in a place of pain and challenge, we we feel so constricted. And this perspective of realizing this actually might be your mission, this is your calling, it's so expansive 
and it's instead of feeling like you're stuck in your pain, it's actually the pain itself releases potential within you that you wouldn't have necessarily realized was there. Now you have to act on it, though. That's right. Where is your pain? There is your task. Wow. Wow. When I asked you for perspectives that can build us during difficult times, this is so powerful. And in a sense, we're not supposed to ask for pain, but it sounds like it's through the challenging situations in life. It almost sounds, to some degree, it sounds like we get actually potentially more clarity, which is ironic because I think sometimes the suffering and pain is not having clarity and not having a sense of purpose. And yet, ironically enough, um, the perspective you're giving me here and all of us, Rabbi, is that pain can actually potentially have a power of giving us more perspective and purpose than when we're not in pain and challenged. Well, you know, I heard an amazing talk by Rabbi Abraham Tversky's uh, blessed memory. Uh, he was also a psychiatrist, and he did a talk on the, the Jewish perspective on su- pain and suffering. And he asked the audience, uh, who here uh, had a life-changing realization and, and, and learning from a joyous event in their life? And a few people put up their hands. Then he said, who here had a life-changing realization and life lesson from a painful event in their life? And many people put up their hands. They said, you know what? It's the weirdest thing, but for some reason, we learn more from pain than from pleasure. Hmm. Unfortunately, that's true. And I guess that's one of the reasons why we have to go through painful and challenging experiences in life is because there is, I mean, we're here to learn. We're, not, we're here to grow. We're here it's, to- it's the weirdest thing. P- pleasure doesn't generate as much growth as pain. And even when a person goes to a gym, what they're really looking forward to is tomorrow morning, I'm going to feel pain in my chest and that's going to be in my muscles because that's going to be a sign that I really worked out and I'm building muscles. And so if a person goes into a gym and comes away and they're not feeling any pain in their muscles, they, they, they're disappointed <laughs> because, uh, they're, you know, the way the muscles grow and, and, and get strong is that the working out causes these little tears in the muscle. And when those tears are repaired, the muscle gets stronger. So in the weirdest way, the tearing and the repairing is what's actually preparing us for greater strength. Hmm. That's very powerful because one of the, I guess, the questions too is there's times, there's pain, there's the suffering, which is very helpful to get that clarity is often coming from the way we're thinking about the pain that we're going through. But sometimes there's a pain that can be so overwhelming when you talk, give the analogy of the muscle tearing. I mean, there's the tearing and the breaking down and the building up and a person to feel like their muscle was just torn to shreds. And that's, that I think, also can so stop a person in their tracks. But as I'm processing what you're sharing here, even that almost is like the more someone breaks down, the more potentially they're going to grow in a certain direction. So even if in a short term, like I'm thinking, God forbid the loss of a loved one, there is a time where a person is supposed to stop in their tracks. They're sitting shiva, they stop their life and they're just, it's like they're torn, they're totally broken. But then there's a time where then a buildup starts to happen after that. And so even if there's times where pain and suffering can be so strong that a person feels like, I don't know how to have, a, there's no way for me to have a perspective to turn this into some sort of mission or purpose. Maybe there's a certain time period where that's true, but that time period itself is preparing you for the next step when you will emerge from that. Look, let's face it. The seed only becomes a sapling because it disintegrates in the ground. And from that seed's point of view, if it didn't know it was a seed, it would be sure that it's falling apart, that it's dying 
Hmm. Because it's disintegrating and it wouldn't realize that what appears to be death is actually a new life. Wow. That's reality and that's true. But I think as you're on this topic of going through painful times where we the pain can be so strong or the way we're thinking about the pain and the suffering that I feel like I'm disintegrating, falling apart, I can't grow through this. But that's a very powerful reality is that growth, some of growth is a bit of a deterioration and then a building up. So in the but if I see the de- the feeling of deterioration in the bigger picture of this as a process of me rebirthing myself or new growth that's going to come out, that's a powerful perspective to help me through that most challenging time. Yeah, and it goes back to how we began. It's like really people don't understand the incredible responsibility they have and their ultimate choice is what they choose to say to themselves. Are you going to say encouraging words or are you going to say discouraging words? And watch what you say because that's that's that that determines your way Hmm. wow so then just to close out here i'm going to go back to something i wrote it down because i thought it was so powerful is better off speaking to ourselves instead of listening to ourselves and i think then really the first step when we're going through challenging times is to really pay attention to how am I speaking to myself about the challenge that I'm going through? And even just that first step of getting in touch with the way I'm speaking to myself about what I'm going through can make all the difference if the steps after is prolonged suffering or the process, even if it's very painful, is bringing me towards building and creating and generating something new that's going to come from this pain. I want to thank you all for joining us. Soul Talk, Rabbi David Aaron and Leora Mandel.